Good afternoon, Super Kicking with Stephen fans, your favorite host, Stephen A, 1181 right here, giving you all the lovely news for the week and what's going on with wrestling. We have full gear tonight. Uh, man, I'm really excited for full gear tonight. I was able to attend AW Dynamite on Wednesday. Uh, Greg's going to hop on here in just a couple minutes. He just had to do some rebooting issues, so uh, he should be hopping on here, so I'll save my comments about how aw dynamite live and you know a couple things that i enjoyed there uh also we had raw and smackdown we had nxt we've had changes to survivor series teams happening already you know they announced survivor series teams online uh last saturday um as a, i think right after we went off the air or so and then um well we did go on the air till next day so yeah we were even on the air but um and now this week we've already seen changes. We, you know, we saw Bobby Lashley is in place of Dominique Mysterio for Team Raw, which is obviously understandable because we got to get Lashley on the card. And then also on SmackDown last night, we saw Aaliyah get a big win and then get rid of off the team. So we'll dive deeper into that. Let's bring on the Greg one right here. Looks like he's Sporting his powder blue Chargers jersey. Look at that thing. <laughs> yes, now, sir. Now I will say that is a beautiful jersey. Thank you. <laughs> Prettiest uniforms in all of sports. There. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty nice color. So um, I was just getting ready to tell you, Greg, I, uh, kind of my dynamite experience live. It's funny because the best part was kind of the aftermath, you know, the just Tony Khan coming out and thinking the crowd. He brought out it, uh, Cody Rhodes. They brought out CM Punk. And of course, we brought out Ruby Soho, Greg, because I don't know if we mentioned she is a native Hoosier. So uh, um, right. it was nice of her to get the, the final, you know, entrance, as it were, and give a little plug for her. And then also, they brought up a um, uh, cancer free survivor. Um, a, men, a gentleman by the name of Joe, and I can't pronounce the last name because I forget what they said, but somebody had tweeted Cody Rhodes and said, hey, today I literally got the news I'm cancer-free. And so they brought that gentleman in the ring and gave him a little standing ovation, and he picked up a win over Cody Rhodes. So um, that was really <laughs> okay. nice for that gentleman. Yeah, do the whole, you know, lay down for him. But it was awesome to hear Ruby Soho talk for a you know, a couple minutes. Uh, I believe she was with one of her former managers as well, or trainers um, in a uh, dark match or elevation match. I can't remember which one it was, but um, yeah. So awesome to see Ruby Soho get the love it from our home crowd there in Indianapolis. Uh, she's actually from Lafayette, which is an hour North of here. So, but still wrestled here and wrestled in Indiana. So cool to see that, you know, um, the Hoosier state, Greg, we're not, you know, it's hard. Uh, not many known wrestlers from here. Ultimate Warrior, though, grew up in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, then obviously mm -hmm. went to California or Florida, wherever he uh, took off. And, uh, yeah, so cool to see Ruby Soho, you know, get a little love from the crowd. So obviously a good night, too, watching wrestling and getting to meet Ruby. Um, we snuck my brother in the picture <laughs> because normally, you know, they say one per person. And uh, I was just like, we'll just get in the picture because they're not checking anything. So just get in the picture real <laughs> right. quick. And uh, so he got to 
he got to meet her as well. So uh, it was um, Pac, Pac, sorry, doing a meet and greet, uh, Evil Uno and Grayson, and then Ruby. So uh, kind of cool to see. And, uh, you know, for the extra few bucks, getting in a little bit early <laughs> was nice too. So we were already, they already let you in mm -hmm. and then you got to skate your tickets. So I'm like, nice. well, from now on, if there's ever a, you know, AW show, I'll just meet somebody <laughs> no matter what, just <laughs> to kind of get that, you know, a little bit of crowd ahead of the crowd. So, uh, but yeah, right. that was you my dynamite that. experience. That was my dynamite experience, Greg, and uh, pretty packed house and a good time. Uh, like I said, especially for Ruby and just, you could tell she was a little, you know, nice and overwhelmed with the emotion of it. And you could just see how much better she is there in AW. So, just kind of sucks yeah. she was never able to do that on the main roster of wwe and you know who knows maybe in a few years <laughs> they come crawling back to her and let her have that shine so um but yeah so we'll do full gear predictions after we talk some uh raw and smackdown talk greg i brought it up uh the survivor series teams have already changed <laughs> from last week so that was you know maybe expected because that's how they roll but uh so if we get into Raw, Greg, um, we had a big eight-man tag match. This almost felt like it could have just been a Survivor Series-style match. You could have just done elimination style. And part of me, Greg, wonders if they'll just end up running this back next Saturday or next Sunday night. But uh, it was Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, AJ Styles, and almost defeating RK-Bro, the Raw Tag Team Champions, and the Street Profits. Obviously, we had the Street Profits still having issues with almost. So, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and uh, the, uh, AJ Styles and almost good to see AJ Styles back. I don't know if he was battling some small, you know, maybe just like a lingering injury or just need a few weeks to, you know, get right. But um, he looked okay back, and the the heels pick up the win, Greg. So, do you think we run this back for Survivor Series in a? you know, maybe a pre-show Survivor Series-style match? Or do we put on tag teams from SmackDown, from Raw, and let them run some sort of, you know, 10-man tag? Yeah, I like this idea better. Um, but these teams would be a better match than mm -hmm. uh, throwing in a couple teams from the SmackDown side. I mean, and who are you going to throw in there? The Viking Raiders? I mean, it's... Uh, there's this limp pickets as far as other teams you can throw in there and yeah. make the bout look juicy. So this is pretty much as best as they can do. And you still have the star power in there with AJ. Um, even with Dolph, you know, we crap on Dolph a lot, but Dolph can go when you give him enough time. Um, and then, you know, the Street Profits on to come up and um, RK Bro there's enough star power in the match to give you an entertaining match in the elimination format. So uh, I, I see no problem with running back and uh, giving the heroes a chance to shine. Yeah. And like we said, I, I mean, I feel like it has pre-show written all over it and that's, you know, that's fine. Um, real quick, Greg, I was just now the loving for rock, the rock. This is his 25th anniversary and he debuted at Survivor Series, so he has to show up, right? In something, like a segment or something, right? Uh, I mean, sure I they can a little, uh, and, <laughs> you know, making a he can end up doing like a promo from 
from a, a trailer somewhere in Hollywood, maybe. Uh, I don't see him actually being there. And see, I feel like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did it for Taker, but then again, they propped up the Taker, you know, Undertaker so much. But it's weird that you know they. I don't know if you saw they did a little photo shoot. They had Matt Riddle as early. Uh, Rocky Maivia, Rhea Ripley did some rock stuff, and um, Damian Priest, who somebody joked looked like if you did the Dark Side of the Ring type style, you know, like how they usually recreate the character, you know, mm-hmm. the wrestler and Damian Priest. He actually looked pretty legit, like for for like a rock stand-in. Um, the uh, the kind of right after the corporation, those silky shirt style. Um, maybe pre Hollywood rock. So uh, yeah, kind of, so they're propping that up, but I was just like thinking about that in general. I'm like, surely they just get him in like maybe in the middle of the night, you know, and put him in a little, you know, just have him come out and say, thank you. And let him come into promo. Somebody interrupts him. He hits the rock bottom and goes, you know, back to Hollywood. (laughs) I mean, it it's, you know, but um, especially, you know, anniversary, like 25th, you know, this isn't like, 23rd or 24th, you know, 25th is pretty right. Um, you know, too bad Goldust isn't still around because that was one of the team members of his. I remember that. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll we'll see. But anyways, so um, some other stuff. So Bobby Lashley, Greg, we brought up defeated Dominic to get on team raw, which had to happen. I mean, we need Lashley on there, it makes a lot of sense, and you know, I'm fine with them kind of rewriting the script as it were uh, for this. Cause we, we kept saying, what is Lashley going to do? And he needs to be on there, um, you know, probably dominate a little bit and then maybe get taken out by somebody, you know, maybe Dominic takes him out just to kind of get revenge on that. I don't know, but you know, it tends to be the the teams turning on each other in these matches anyway. So um, Greg, you're okay with Lashley in the match, correct? I believe the, the writers must've been watching our show last week. And uh, decided, you know, (laughs) they're right. We need to switch this up a little bit. So I'm going to give us the credit for that. Uh, You know, the the millions of super kicking it fans. And uh, even goes into the writer's room at WWE and they they heard us. And, uh, yeah, this makes total sense that, you know, Dominique's definitely the, the weak link. And, you know, it's very heel manager to for uh peers to come out or heel gm for peers to come out and go you can keep your spot if you can beat uh the most dominant guy on the roster and um bobby lashley walks out so um it's uh it's an unnecessary storyline because you could just pick them in the first place but um hopefully it's going somewhere but we already seen the Mysterios and Lashley mix it up. So hopefully somewhere else, but we'll see. And maybe, like you said, it ends up being a screw and uh, Dominic comes out and causes Lashley to be, to be uh, eliminated, which is totally feasible. But um, it's a move that had to happen. Lashley needed something, and, you know, he belongs on the team. And it's not going to hurt Lashley to lose in this, you know, especially if he's like towards the end or, you know, if he's maybe in the middle of it, like I don't see it happen at the beginning or anything, but, you know, maybe in the middle of it or something, he's dominating and Dominic comes out there and tries to, you know, screw him over or something. And then you can have them go at it. So um, just as long as we keep, 
that other guy, I'm not going to say his name, Greg, out of the picture. <laughs> you know, I'm still scared. Come Royal Rumble, we are getting that match since. <laughs> yeah, don't say his won, name. So. May as well call serious. Candyman five times. Don't say his name. <laughs> Her Bloody Mary in the mirror. <laughs> so, um, Big E defeated Chad Gable. I would have liked to see Otis get in there, and it feels like we might get Otis and Big E. I like Big E doing these kind of, it's almost like a side quest, Greg, to me. You know, not to be a video game nerd, but, you know, you have the main quest where you're trying to keep your title, but you also have, you know, and a lot of, like in the Attitude Era, I felt like we got a lot of that. You know, Stone Cold had his main, you know, entree, but he also might mix it up with, you know, Billy Gunn that one night or, you know, Al Snow for random reasons. So I'm, I kind of like when the champions go, you know, on these little side side matches, you know, it gives Chad Gable. I mean, Chad Gable's looked like really great. And, and he keeps bringing up that he was Valvatorian 4.0 full sale university master's degree in whatever video game design. So obviously Greg, he has a career waiting for him after his wrestling career is done. And um, like I said, I'd like to see Otis mix it up with Biggie next week, you know, maybe leading into um, into Survivor Series. So uh, could we see Otis and Biggie duke it out there next week, Greg? Hey, man, you're talking to uh, Mr. Gamer over here, man. I know all about the side quest. So you know, I got to do all the side quests before I finish the whole game. Side note, <laughs> I hate it. Like, I was just like in Red Dead Redemption. I just beat the game. I was like, okay, I'm done. Like... And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I didn't do any of the, like, you know, it was like 80% done. I'm like, eh, that's fine. I don't need 100%. <laughs> hey, you got to get those side quests in. That's where the good stuff you is. You got to get the side quests but, in. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I dig it that, you know, he's doing these side quests, like you said, and uh, mixing up different guys because it's too formulate for WWE. These two guys are now in a feud, so they're going to have a pull apart with these two guys. They're going to have a tag team match with these two guys. They're going to have, you know, week after week after week, these two guys in some type of uh, face off or match, distraction finish, and you don't see them mix it up with anybody else until they have their big match. Um, that's a big difference between them and AEW because two guys will be in the rivalry, but this week you'll see them against a different character over here and then the next week you want to see a different character over there and it's better because you know you're building up anticipation for these two guys to face each other by having them beat other guys on the way to each other and we're not seeing them against each other week after week after week in some form uh way shape or form and by the time you get to that big match we're already seen it five times and we're sick of it so um yeah, let Biggie uh, venture off and see who else is aiming at him. And you set up more rivalries in the process. Like once this current uh, angle is over, then there's Otis waiting for him. And then something else would build up while he's uh, uh, heading up to uh, face Otis. And then that'll be the next guy. So, you know, there's always a lot of contenders waiting for him. So why, you know, lock him into this guy, and that's all you see him for a month, month and a half until they have the match. It's a much better that's, formula. And that's a good thing about SmackDown as well with the Roman Reigns, 
Uso's New Day stuff. I feel like that's been such a a good side piece to what could be next for Roman. Um, you know, because Big E and Roman, I think, is going to be a great kind of fun match as well to see at Survivor Series. So, um, Drake Maverick <laughs> defeated 24-7 champion. So, let's see if we get this right. So, Akira Tozawa won it. <laughs> Corey Graves won it. Byron Saxon won it. Uh, did R Truth, I believe, won it again. Drake Maverick won it, but then didn't Reggie ultimately get it back, is what I'm remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So ultimately, it goes back to Reggie. But hey, right. so, Corey Graves and Byron got to get a. I was just waiting on Jimmy Smith to get his run, too. Um, you know, but. Um, and then Corey Graves put out the. I was surprised he did put out the bomb that said. He kind of misses wrestling. I'm like, oh, God, don't say, you know, not that I don't want him, but, you know, you say that, and what is everybody going to run with? Oh, he's coming back. So it's like, but that's Corey Graves on Twitter. He knows what he's doing on Twitter. So, um, yeah. So Reggie ultimately gets the title back. Uh, did you like any of it, Greg? You know, we all roll our eyes when the 24-7 train comes down the track. And, you know, we've seen Reggie do the flip into the ring 50 times now, so it's all hat. But yeah. this particular segment was great. I love this, you know, with the wrinkle they threw in. And uh, I saw it coming with um, Graves, you know, crouching over in the corner yeah. uh, in, the, in the background while they're focused in on uh, whoever it was that it just rolled up. I forgot if Graves was the one who, who rolled up. Reggie, or if it was another guy, but um, see, uh, Gray's crouching for the roll up. I was like, Oh, here we go! And yep, you got him. And then the last thing you'd ever expect Byron Saxon coming up and rolling up anybody, much less yeah. Gray. So, like, this is awesome, even though he's and, a um, former wrestler, too. Though, I always forget he was in FCW for a hot minute, Greg. Byron yeah, was. I, now that I, I think did, about but... it, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember the new day talking about it. At least Big E, or he was there when yeah. one of the Big E num- members was there, and I remember them talking about it. But you know, looking back, our Byron and see, you know his character now, you'd never think of him as a wrestler. Oh yeah, of course. And yes. uh, yeah, perfect, perfect roll up, and I love how he broke down his own <laughs> his own roll roll up and. Uh, oh, no, that was great. And then Byron gets to brag on it that uh, I pinned you. And I want to know. <laughs> it was it was great. It was so great. So this whole segment, loved it, loved it, loved it. And usually I hate it. So this is the exception to the rule. But um, Corey yeah. Graves won the tag team titles. I, I think it was either Neville or Corbin. I, can't, I think it was Corbin in FCW. So um, mm-hmm. second championship ever for Corey Graves. Um, if we're counting his <laughs> lineage of, I was waiting for Carmella to roll him up, but you know, I think that would have been a fun little, you know, maybe you like Corey <laughs> have it for a hot minute and then Carmella gets it. But, but speaking of the women, of course we had the raw um, women survivor series team, <laughs> you know, have to take out their frustrations on each other, Greg, because you know, they can't coexist because why would they be able to coexist even though we're battling for team raw anyway. So Liv Morgan, Greg comes out on top. Obviously, we were all headed in that direction. Um, I'm excited for Liv and Becky to mix it up. And right now, Liv Morgan makes the most sense to kind of get Becky next. So um, I'm pretty happy with that. And I thought it was a pretty decent match. 
you know, you have Carmelo still rocking the um, mask. You had Liv, or you had Selena, Carmelo trying to team up a couple times. You threw Rhea Ripley in there, and uh, yeah, you had a pretty decent match. And like I said, ultimately Liv comes out on top. She's not going to beat Becky, but I still think Liv will be able to come out of like that next tier if she puts out a good match with Becky. So, um, Greg, what do you think about this fatal five-way match to give Liv Morgan the win? Yeah, I think it was kind of predictable. Um, when you look at it, that Liv was the only person in a match that Becky hasn't beaten in a one-on-one match. And, you know, everyone else has had a recent uh, match or a title match with her. So, uh, you know, I kind of figured that Liv was going to win. And, um, you know, I'm all for it. You know, a new, a new matchup. Liv has been, you know, protected pretty well. She's been rolling up some wins. And uh, I said, I don't see any Literally. reasonable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes she wins by the roll-up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see her, you know, of course, winning a match. But, you know, hopefully it's a great match. And maybe that is the fuel to have some more matches with these two. If, you know, and they end up bringing the house down. Yeah, because like we said, next month, it's just war games. So now we're getting war games December 5th. So I assume they're just letting NXT have all the shine for December. And then we'll get the January 1st pay-per-view um, for WWE kind of coming back. So hopefully that gives some people time off for, I hate, you know, for Christmas time too. You know, maybe give them yeah. a little extra days before, you know, maybe do, you'll do the holiday shows. Obviously, I think they usually go to Matt. I think they're doing... Are they doing a super show somewhere, maybe in New York usually, like the day of Christmas, a day after? So, um, you know, maybe with no pay-per-view, you could give that weekend, you know, for some time to catch up with family or rest your body or the weekend yeah. after. So I'm kind of okay. And, I mean, I like TLC, Greg, but most times we feel like TLC, you're just throwing names in a hat and saying, okay, these guys need to be in a – it's like hell in a cell sometimes, like, like Seth yeah. and Edge made sense. Like you know, we we got that. But sometimes you just throw a TLC match for no reason. So, um, and then finally, one last thing about Raw was Seth Rollins defeated Kevin Owens by countout. I think the big thing is there, uh, Kevin Owens snapping on Big E. I still don't know if it means heel side for KO because we have Seth as the main heel, Greg. And I don't know, you know, obviously we have room for more heels, but. You know, is it just showing that Kevin Owens just frustrated with everything and it doesn't matter which side of the fence he's on? So, and you know, like we said, we're still, I, I kind of wonder if he's a, uh, like me in school mode where just, oh, this many days till the end of school, this many days till the end of his contract. Cause it, I think the writing's on the wall mm-hmm. and it's, you know, yep. but so if he goes out as a heel, if he goes out on his back, goes out his face, I still think, you know, the writing is there that, uh, AW bound <laughs> and really it'll be like Brian Danielson. We're going to see another side that we haven't seen of KO probably in a long time. So um, yeah. what do you think about the whole Seth Rollins defeating KO by count out, Greg? I thought the, the angles good. The, the match was good. Um, I would have rather had a more definitive finish, but I get it. Um, this was the way to finally get um, KO to his breaking point and 
Um, so I like the way it ended with, with KO just snapping and destroying everything in sight. And I, I think that's what it is, is that the he's marking up those days till Christmas. And Christmas is the end of his contract. And he can get out of there. You know, there's already been some not so veiled references to Mount Rushmore uh, on WWE t- TV, which surprises me enough. But um, I think he is good as gone. And he's just, um, they probably gave him some leeway to, you know, play it the way you want to play it as long as within the framework of the storyline. And, you know, him, you know, turning vicious and, you know, it's going to lead to a good, you know, bloodbath type of a match on the way out the door. And what better way to set him up for AEW than with a match like that? Even if he takes an L, that, um, you know, having a banger of a match on the way out the door is the best way for him to leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely... It just feels like it's just heading that way. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So um, let's do some NXT talk. Uh, we also we had beginning of the night, Toxic Attraction defeated Io Shirai, Casey Castanzaro, and Caden Carter. Not a bad match. You, you had Io Shirai still playing up like, you know, Io, Io does not need to be with anybody. She's a lone wolf. So, um, and then, uh, the you know, then we got the, Unfortunate news for Zoe Stark, but maybe it gives her a chance to find a character, Greg, you know, or find something. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, her in the pre, you know, got hurt. Maybe it's a storyline. I, I don't remember her getting hurt, but anyway, so she'll be off TV for a little bit. And like we said, hopefully, kind of give her a reboot, you know, come back with something, you know, that she could sink her teeth in and really go with. So, um, but Mandy, I can't say enough about Mandy Rose, Greg, like talk about night and day. Like she was an afterthought for how long on, you know, raw. And now look, she's like one of the main, you know, if not the main star, you know, like, I mean, she's featured on TV more than Champa, who's the NXT champion. So uh, they're, they're going all in on Mandy Rose and that's really cool to see and good for her. I mean, it shows that all your hard work eventually pays off. You know, it might not have been on the main roster, but um, her and toxic attraction. I mean, we said that first week, like she's going to have to do something different, Greg. And then what, boom, she changes the hair, you know, goes with a different look, which I almost find more attractive (laughs) if that's even possible. So um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, everything is working for this team. And I mean, they're one of the highlights of, you know, NXT right now. So, uh, Thoughts on that first match for you, Greg? Um, it's decent. I mean, like I, like you said, I'd rather see uh, EO in solo matches and not t- tag team matches. Um, Zoe definitely needs to go and find some charisma while she's uh, in recuperating her and uh, healing her injury um, because she just doesn't have it. She just you know, kind of really dry and bland. You know, she needs some flavor. She needs some seasoning and, you know, come back with a character that we can invest in because she just wasn't viable in her current um, iteration. So best best wish to her, Zoe, get well soon. But, uh, 
while you're out, definitely, you know, work on the character, work on the promos. And, you know, there's a style change that can happen there that we can, you know, sink our teeth into. So it's just a matter of finding it. And, um, you know, Toxic Attraction, they have been one of the most entertaining things to watch on NXT. And for me, that's not saying much. Uh, I've enjoyed the the, the Mandy transformation. It, it's still weird seeing her with the different color hair. So it's like a completely different person. Um, and, you know, mentality-wise, her, her ring, her uh, moves that everything that she does in the ring is different now uh, compared to Golden Goddess Mandy. And she even is stepped her game up on her promos with her mic work. So I'm impressed with what she's done. And then um, uh, Jade, which I want to call her Juicy Jade. That's not it. Jaden and these names are killing me. Gigi and Jaden. You know, yes. the alliteration is is killing a man. But uh, you know, they look good together and they are um, they're doing some things. So I'm keeping an open mind with them and what to like him and want to, you know, get farther behind them and um, see what they can do. So it was a good way to open and, you know, get some more uh, momentum going behind toxic attraction. Yeah, and like you said, one of the top things to watch right now on NXT TV. So uh, speaking of changes, Saray probably needs to do some changes. And I think she even alluded to that in a tweet saying, you know, something's got to change. She lost to Kaylee Ray. Obviously, we knew Kaylee Ray was going to kill her because Kaylee Ray, they're higher, <laughs> which is funny to think, you know, Kaylee Ray just came back or just started in NXT, obviously UK champion forever, Greg. But now, you know, she's already killing it on the roster. So um not much to say there right i mean k ray looked good and saray needs to go find something too um whether it's i'm darker character you know and i hate saying darker because i think that's all we do with these characters but uh saray needs to probably find something different to do with her character right greg absolutely i mean she she and zoe stark are in the same boat you know there's there's nothing cool about them there's nothing that pulls your eye to them and there's nothing special in the ring so um they all need to go back to formula and come up with something else because this doesn't work i mean we had the good drop kick and that's about it <laughs> like that drop yeah. kick where she almost took out mandy's nose <laughs> literally <laughs> and then that was like her highlight so which i guess greg like we always say one highlight is better than <laughs> Better than no highlights, but uh, yeah. So true. Um, how about how about Boa? Uh, this whole Boa character they're doing, almost like Taj or uh, Ting Shaw, I was gonna say, or Mei Ying, whatever you know, and makeup. And now what? The lights went down or didn't go down, but they started flickering. He changed it to whatever this was, and then Joe Gacy picks up the win. Still wants Harlan to you know be with him, whatever whatever regard that is, but. Um, what about the boa transformation, Greg? Does, is that something that can work, or where we? What do we think about this? Because I was kind of, eh, I mean, I was a little mixed about it, and now I'm just like, I'm still kind of like, I got to see it keep playing out, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat because they're, they're doing this type of thing, 
too often now. We we've seen it very recently with another character, and I remember watching. I don't know if it was Raw or SmackDown, but there was a guy who had just lost, and he was heading back up the ramp, you know, holding his head, selling the injury, and the lights flickered red again, just for a couple seconds, and then it was gone. Nobody mentioned it, nobody said anything, but it was, you know, if you were watching, you were, you would have saw it. And now you fast forward to this, same thing happens, except they keep it more pronounced, and Boa goes under some type of transformation, and ends up being, you know, transforming into some type of monster and kills uh, the poor souls in the in the ring with him. And before that, when we see it, Finn Balor with uh, Roman Reigns. So they're they're overkilling this particular um, trick, little little parlor yeah. trick that they're doing, and. You know, they don't have a way to explain it or have it make sense because, you know, with Finn Balor's, the demon's heartbeat and everything, that makes sense. Um, but we but, just haven't seen it play out yet, like, you know, yet, I guess. Right. What is it and if how it does, does it pertain to Boa? Right. Yeah. And then they had a similar thing with The Fiend. Same thing with The Red and... Uh, that was supposed to be his part of his supernatural power. So hopefully not doing the supernatural thing with all these different characters and, you know, what was it doing in that raw or SmackDown segment? So, you know, if you're going to go that way, find a way to explain it so that, you know, we can all be in on the gimmick. Yeah. And that, yeah. And like we said, we have some of it with Tion Shaw, but, she wasn't even there, so it doesn't make sense for him to do it. So we'll, we'll just kind of see. Um, the Creed brothers keep dominating Greg. They defeated Jack at time, <laughs> which is now um, Kushida and Ikman Jiro. Uh, not a bad match there. Diamond Mine, you know, keeps trying to win, pick up wins. Odyssey Jones came for the save as, you know, Diamond Mine tried to uh, make their numbers work. So, you know, we'll probably still get some Odyssey Jones and Roderick Strong action. Uh, Cameron Grimes won, you know, not much there. How about Solo Sika uh, getting the win over LA Knight, Greg, your guy, and Grayson <laughs> Waller. Uh, so the the Uso brother, Greg, though, he's he's making a name for himself. I think he's looking pretty darn good. I mean, this time next year, mm -hmm. are we going to be surprised if he's still down there? I mean, yeah, especially if you could do the – I mean, I don't know how long we can run the bloodline. But if, you know, maybe you could kind of reset it with him down the road, you know, maybe it does hit a, you know, a stopping point and then the, you know, solo enters the picture. Now you have a whole nother avenue to go with the youngest brother. So, um, yeah, it, it does look like they're really setting him up highly, Greg, to, you know, maybe move quicker than normal as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at, at the expense and of your guy. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, for for this purpose, I will I will let it I will slide. Give it a pass. Yeah, I'll let okay. it slide. <laughs> um, I love seeing my dude on TV, and um, the fact that it wasn't a one on one match, but you know, you take the pound. But you know, it's all about putting Solo over, and I think we end up seeing him 
on SmackDown sooner than later. Um, yeah. A year from now, if he's still in NXT, then everybody needs to be fired because <laughs> this guy, um, I think, is up on in SmackDown probably at or before WrestleMania. Okay. I think yeah, that's, that's how I wonder. Like, that seems about right. I would say. Yeah, because can you imagine that um, they have a match where uh, you know Brock is back, he and Roman are going at it for the championship, and based on what happened on their last match, the Usos are banned from ringside, but you and who's going to get the save? Boom, your third Uso brother, and you know it ends up being the reason that Brock loses. You know, there's there's plenty of ways to put him into the storyline, just sitting yeah. waiting, ready for him. And uh, it would it makes sense. We're gonna have him right now and getting that familiar fear he's for me to say familiarity with him. Um, you know, putting him over and strong in matches. He looks great, he looks you know, exactly like the other Russos. So um, yeah, it's gonna happen sooner or later. And I think WrestleMania is the latest we're going to have to wait to see him as an, an additional member of the bloodline. And it's going to be easy to keep carrying on the bloodline if you keep adding members to it. So you're going to have him to add to it. You're going to have Naomi to add to it. And, you know, another year from now, I mean, a year past this coming WrestleMania, you're going to have The Rock to add to the mix. So you can keep yeah. this bloodline going for a very long time i mean we you know i keep saying that if if wrestlemania well when wrestlemania is in la what's that so that'd be 39 wrestlemania 39 because next year's 38 you know we, yep. the numbers don't matter anymore but anyways so yeah i don't think we need roman and the rock this year i think it's next year because you have the hollywood aspect exactly you're probably going to do mm -hmm. two nights again so you probably could save it for that Sunday night main event. I mean, it only makes sense. You have The Rock in Hollywood. So, um, you know, exactly. you, could have the, you could have Roman jealous. You know, you could still revisit. Maybe Roman goes on a face turn for a little bit and then, you know, peeps back up as a heel, like kind of to, you know, get jealous of The Rock and all of his fame and that. So, yeah, I, I don't think we need Roman and The Rock this year. It's next year in Hollywood where it just, you know, and maybe we'll get – Frankie Monet back and she could be with her husband against the Miz and Maurice and I'll be I'll be all happy for <laughs> WrestleMania, Greg. That could be my Saturday night main event. <laughs> no. There you go. So, Me too. She might be, she might be, be too for that. <laughs> so um some other stuff. Electra Lopez defeated Erica Yane. The big thing there was um Zion Quinn. And it looks like her and Zion Quinn are gonna have some romance happening, Greg, because you know what we need is more romance and wrestling. So um, right. what, uh, what happened to Escobar? Did I miss what happened with him? Did he um, get hurt? Well, they were just saying he wasn't there this week. So okay. Was he there last week was, though either? I don't think he was. I feel like so, he hasn't been know, on Maybe TV it's a small weeks. injury. Yeah. But yeah, they kind of painted her as the leader of the group. Leader, yeah. While while trying to get Santos Zion is gone, so, yeah. So so man. he's not on the main roster yet, <laughs> so he, uh, he must be injured. But yeah, 
Santos needs to be the, on the on the main roster. What about the romance angle, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> Another one. I, I mean, you know, we, we didn't know Indy and Dexter would like work out the way it did, so who knows? At least Zion and Electra look more believable. Yeah, and that's and maybe that's the heat between those two is <laughs> like it feels like it's a real <laughs> romance. So we we're like, we don't want this. Who wants real romances? Forget that. Give me, yeah, give me Dexter who only says one word at his, <laughs> you know, ceremony, and that's it. So but speaking of Dexter and Loomis, Greg, he was on commentary. That's that was uh, his commentary. Just love, character yeah, just anyway. on commentary. <laughs> so Pete Dunn defeated Carmel Hayes with the help of uh, Johnny Gargano, though. Um, so it looks like you know we got Gargano in there, we got Pete Dunn, Carmel Hayes, all kind of vying for that championship of the North American title, which I'm fine with. Um, you know, because you still got Champ on Braun Breaker, I think. You know, in the main title picture, maybe you throw Kyle, you know, Kyle Riley in there just to give him something. Um, what about uh, good old Samoa Joe? You know, maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> is his face on a milk carton yet, Greg? Because he's been missing for a few weeks. <laughs> I so, think it is. Um, yeah. Uh, but Kyle, uh, Pete Dunn defeats Carmel Hayes, you know, really making that the highlight of the show. Uh, Pete Dunn still looks good as ever. You know, that once again, I'm surprised he's not on the main roster yet. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Greg, what did you think about the end of NXT? And then uh, we'll go into SmackDown and give our – then we'll do a little break and give our predictions for full gear and uh, wrap up the show. Yeah, it was it was fine. Um, the match was good. And, you know, the right guy went over. You know, Dunn needs to stay strong. He needs to be the uh, next man up. Uh, for the championship with, uh, you know, Breaker out of the way right now. That's, uh, you know, Dunn's a, a good next step. While, you know, the new the new blood, you know, kind of sorts themselves out. So, um, solid match. And, you know, it did both of them a favor as, as far as he keeps Pete Dunn on top and it shows Carmelo can hang with the top dogs. So, you know, it worked for both of them. And you still have Trip Williams there if you want, you know, you could do some tag team match. Maybe you make Dunn and Gargano coexist. That's our that's our favorite. Um, I think they got the bumper sticker that I see on a lot of cars, Greg, as their logo now in uh, at WWE is that coexists. So um, yeah, uh-huh. so that was NXT. Uh, how about SmackDown? So some of the big stuff there. Obviously, we started the night with all the women. And we saw Aaliyah Greg get her first win and her debut match, which, you know, we kind of thought she'd be saved. But <laughs> she gets pulled from the Survivor Series team, Greg, which I think means Sonya is putting herself in as that fifth member. Is that what you think? Because hmm. well, who else is there? The, true, and the fact that you know, she didn't instantly have some somebody else to filter into that spot. Yeah, does lend itself to that thinking, and yeah. Um, I mean, does she put a Naomi and screw Naomi again? No, there's no way she's so putting think, in yeah. Naomi. And see, I think it's uh, I think Sonia because you don't have Sonia do much, and I think you could just plug her in for now into the match, right? You know, and. Maybe she pulls a Shane McMahon 
and wins the whole damn thing. Like he won the best in the world <laughs> trophy. So, um, but Aliyah, it kind of sucked for Aliyah get a big win and then already get pulled. But uh, I guess we're just, you know, still playing that Sonya Deville is evil um, card. So uh, what'd you think about that first no. match, Greg? And then, like I said, what do you, where do you think these fifth member will be or who the fifth member will be? Sorry. Uh, the first match was, was okay. Just the standard um, hot mess of a six-woman tag. Um, wasn't very impressed with it, but, you know, it serves its purpose, getting Aaliyah up her first win and then uh, setting up the screw job in the back with um, Sonya stealing her shine. So I think um, Sonya is just full of herself enough to, you know, take her spot and, you know, put herself in there. And it also adds to the storyline with Naomi and maybe Naomi and Aaliyah can start setting up a little conglomerate of people who've been screwed over by the management and that leads to some type of revolution or whatever. And, you know, something along those lines happens, but we'll see. Um, we also saw Los Lotharios defeat uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs, you know, just building up Los Lotharios as, you know, a legit tag team. They have the name now. They have the charisma kind of together. Um, and, you know, I thought they, you know, put on a hard-fought tag team match there. Um, how about Greg? Tony Storm coming out to challenge Charlotte Flair. Um, so I'm going to assume we got to get Tony Storm to – you know, either Sony will make her pick up the win, but but I'm okay with Tony Storm being that next in line while we're, you know, still sorting out title contenders for Charlotte. I don't think we want to hit Sasha yet with Charlotte, so I think Tony Storm kind of like Liv Morgan. It's like a good placeholder for the next big feud. So, um, you, you, how do you feel about Tony Storm stepping up to the plate against Charlotte, Greg? I like it, especially if they give Tony. Um, you know, the buildup she's deserved. I mean, she was UK champion, uh, NXT UK champion for a long time. And, you know, she killed it over there. So, you know, you know, give her that shine, give her that backstory, which they are 50-50 on if they'll even reference a championship from NXT on the, on the main show. Um, you know, there's plenty of ways to know use that to make us buy in uh onto and sort of make this like a, a bigger match than it is on the surface so uh if they can do that then you know let's go get it but i'm not optimistic that they will do that so um, i'm a little hurt for tony storm if that happens because she deserves you know a big stage and you know, there's a big match to be had, a great match to be had if they, you know, let it breed. That's true. Yeah. Um, then Jeff Hardy defeated Sami Zayn to remove Sami Zayn from the Survivor Series men's team for SmackDown, which makes me believe who is going to step up. And, I mean, I, I kind of wonder if you'll do Madcap. You already have Baron Corbin on there, so... Maybe he vouches for Madcap and you put Madcap in there. Or, Greg, I was kind of looking at the SmackDown. I mean, maybe Rich Holland 
but then you kind of got him involved with Cesaro and possibly Sheamus. So I don't know if you want to throw him in there. And then I'm looking through and I'm like, who else do you throw in there? Cause you know, there's not many names that make sense. So I kind of wonder if it will be Madcap taking the place of Sami Zayn uh, and just furthering. And you kind of wonder if Sami Zayn and, you know, Kevin Owens ride off into the sunset together, Greg, because I kind of feel like the writing is on the wall for Sami Zayn as well, um, what his next move could be. So um, what do you think about Jeff Hardy defeating um, Sami Zayn to kick him off? And who do you think is that fifth newest member of Team SmackDown? Um, I'm, uh, on the fence with it because I was looking forward to, you know, Jeff Hardy when he left Raw alluding to, you may see a different version of Jeff Hardy on SmackDown (laughs) and we've seen nothing different. He's been, you know, nicer and friendlier than, than ever. So, uh, we're not seeing anything new out of him and, you know, as great as he is, you know, he's still kind of the weak link on the team. Uh, I'm almost a bit of favor seeing Sammy in the match more than seeing Jeff. So, um, and I'm a big Jeff fan. So, you know, I don't, don't know what uh, Sammy's contract situation is, but, you know, seeing him and KO, you know, roll into AEW together would be super cool. Um, as far as who the new fifth guy is, Seems like Madcap would be a downgrade from either one of them, so yeah. I can't picture oh, yeah. him. <laughs> um, but <laughs> and let's see who are the other four right now. Is I don't have to so the setup in front uh, of me. King Woods, Jeff Hardy. Um, now I forget where is it at. It's because they finally put survivor series as one of the shows to watch greg so i can actually go to the preview hey finally i know how about that um not so gonna have a title drew, match. jeff hardy oh uh happy corbin so drew jeff hardy uh king woods happy corbin hmm. i mean that's why i'm like yeah <laughs> i don't want it to be madcap but what else i mean there's really nobody else that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I put Ridge in there before throw, I put. You don't throw Mansoor, mm-hmm. or Ali, Ricochet. I mean, they're all kind of. I'd love to see to Ricochet in the match. Um, yeah, but he's. The, we haven't seen uh, uh, not Shanky, but Veer, his new. Uh, we saw him last night. With the last his, did you that he cut a promo as uh, the real slim shanky though oh god <laughs> that was, was like sure. the worst thing i've seen all week that's yeah that's why i didn't bring it up yet <laughs> i mean could you put swerve scott um, you could that would be a great addition um but it, but it feels like you know do you want his first match on on the roster as a member of that so yeah, I'm not sure. Like I said, I <laughs> I can only think of Madcap as the only name that fits because Sheamus hasn't been on TV, so you got to th- you got to think he's going to come back to do stuff with Bridge. So yeah, right. 
Yeah, I, can I guess we'll see next week, there. Greg. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a surprise entrant. It was Adam Pierce, <laughs> Sonya Deville versus. But then it feels like Adam is more featured on Raw, so it would be kind of dumb for him to be. I mean, he's been on SmackDown here and there, obviously, but I always think I always feel like Sonya is taking more control of SmackDown, and you have Pierce taking more control on Raw. You know, other than the Brock stuff, but. Um, well, yeah, here's the I question, we'll, though. Okay. What 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 in the world was Von Wagner doing? That's you know standing over on Raw. Maybe that's was that maybe he no because that Smack- was on SmackDown last night. Oh that was, oh that's right yeah so maybe he get the he gets the place maybe he's the one who gets in the match. Um, he's because uh, he, he never with, said anything. He's not camping out with yeah. Kyle Riley this week so. <laughs> and, the, and I just love how oblivious the the SmackDown announcer was like, "Who is that guy in the office with Adam Pierce?" Okay, you guys don't watch NXT at all. Okay, we yeah, don't watch like, the other brand. So that, yeah, that does always gonna, bug me about that. <laughs> I don't know why right. they it, they like we said they only acknowledge NXT when it's needed, or when they when they find fit. Sorry, when they find fit. Like even some other Joe, right. I felt like they never really mentioned other till later, it seemed like. But the four horsewomen, you got all their NXT accolades. I mean, they never even say Sami Zayn's a former NXT champion. It was short lived, but he was still champion. So um, I mean he's right. probably he probably so, should have been Tommy Dreamer where he should have never won it. But I I mean he had to win it too. It's that weird, you know, like Tommy Dreamer never once he, you know, lost all the time, he's like, "Well, why would I win it now?" So, um, but yeah. So, all right. I well, think let's... maybe that's it. Is that that that's the guy that could be uh, Von Wagner? Yeah. Yeah. So, first of all, why him and not Kyle O'Reilly? If you're going to pull up somebody from NXT, second, especially since Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano had a dark match on SmackDown. They said. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. People... Yeah. Anyways, but. So we shall see. Like we said, um, they got some storylines to fill before. Uh, and it feels like Survivor Series has snuck up on me. Like we weren't sure if it was even going to happen. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it's next week because it's the week of Thanksgiving. So uh, we shall see what happens there. So so what we're going to do is we're going to get all of our bills paid. So give you a minute to kind of get caught up on everything. And then, uh, Greg, we'll get into full gear because I'm expecting a really great show tonight. And, uh Hangman Page's coronation as champion is my my belief. So uh, <laughs> let's get some commercials out of the way, and then uh, we'll get into full gear talk.
is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man, Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. We are back, and we're giving you our AW full gear predictions. As you can see, we got a lot of <laughs> a lot of people on the matches tonight, Craig, um, and a lot of good stuff happening. Still, don't know. Uh, I don't know if we saw. I don't. I thought we talked about last week. So Bray Wyatt, we're hearing, is working on a film. So I don't think he's going to show up tonight. There was rumors that he was supposed to debut tonight. I don't think we see it, Craig. I think we're still going to wait it out and, you know, maybe maybe Revolution or Double or Nothing will be the better debut for him. And, you know, we'll see what he does. I mean, give it plenty of time to get what he needs to do and all that. So, um, first, Greg, first question, which match are you most looking forward to? Oh, and you're muted. There you go. Hey. Okay. All right. Good job. Can you hear me now? Good. Okay. I can hear you. Now. Um, <laughs> Horizon. Uh, yeah. Good question. I would have to put it between the championship match, of course, Heyman and Kenny. Yeah. And the tag team match between Lucha Brothers and F FTR. Okay. Because uh, I think we're going to get a tag team clinic right there. Um, as good as the uh, Lucha Brothers and the Bucks were, that that title match was amazing. One of the best tag team matches I've seen in years. Um, I think this can be on that level. Uh, maybe not greater than that match, but at that level. I mean, it can be a match that steals the show. Uh, yeah. We expect Heyman and Kenny to be um, that great a match. You know, best bout machine. I expect him to totally turn up for this match. Um, but with this being the, you know, the coronation that, uh, like, I'm following you, and I think we're going to end up getting the uh, Heyman coming through that, uh, 
the last five minutes of this match are going to blow the doors off anything we've seen in the AEW so far, uh, including Heyman being the first person to ever kick out of the one-winged angel. I'm mm-hmm. calling it now. So um, I think that's going to happen, and we're going to get him getting the pinfall very soon after that, within the next minute. So that's my called shot right there, is that uh, Heyman kicks out of one-winged angel, angel um, fires up, buff shot, boom, new champ. So I think between those two matches are going to be the best ones of the night. Okay. Yeah, and I'm uh, the Punk and Kingston one is the one I'm like. I think I want to go. I want to see it just because either guy should pick up the win. It's like so hard. It's like a coin flip, really. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's one we'll start with, Greg. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, they tore the house down with their promo. Uh, the back, They had um, the backstage lot thing last week. They had the pull apart already. Who are you calling for the win here, Greg? Yeah, I love this match. And it was hard not putting that in that top two match if you want to see because, like I said, that, that promo still has people buzzing today and it's a week later. Uh, I've seen so many posts on message boards about that promo. And, you know, people are still, you know, it's hundreds of comments deep. So um, fun reads if uh, you get bored sometime today and want to go down a rabbit hole, go into those message boards. But um, this match, I love it because you don't know who's going to win. Most of these matches, you can look at it and say, okay, I see who's going to win here, um, whether it's advancing the storyline or the end of a rivalry or whatever. You don't see it here because both of these guys uh, are going to be 50-50. Half the crowd is going to love Punk. Half the crowd is going to love Kingston. It's going to be odd because it's going to be one of those matches that um, is not 100% Punk. And I think... Um, it's the first match Punk has had where he has a legit chance to lose. Um, I know he had his first match with Darby, but you know who was going to call him losing his first match back after seven years? So you in know, Chicago. even <laughs> in Chicago, exactly. Yeah. So the writing was on the wall right there is that uh, he wasn't going to take his L there. But now next all out, Greg, let the heel go over Punk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's next year, though. But anyways, yeah. Right, but this is this is one now that's been far enough down the road from Chicago that um, you know you can legitimately see Kingston getting a win, and Kingston being Kingston, maybe he does it by pulling the trunks, maybe he does it by putting his foot on the rope, maybe he does it some underhanded way, and then Punk can come out and go, see, I told you, this guy is a bum, and and yeah beats the fire more and we get more um it serves its purpose in getting uh us away from happy punk you know i'm glad to be back i love you guys stay stay diving to the audience and getting angry punk which is the best punk when he's got a chip on his shoulder and you know, then he starts spitting fire, and then everything is gold, like that promo that we just saw. So, um, I would love for Kingston to to win this match, and you know, get more mileage out of this story because I think we saw with that promo that uh, 
we can get some more of those, holy crap. Um, and that would be the best way to do it. Um, that being said, is Punk going to be, is this going to be the guy to hand Punk his first loss? Um, so for the record, I will say no. I yeah. want Kingston to win, but for the record, I am saying Punk is going to win You're this match. Okay. And I'm, I'm, and see, all your reasoning is why I'm going with Kingston. I love Punk to death, but if we're, and I feel like we got more miles to get out of this. I mean, we only just started this yeah. what, a month ago, if that, three weeks ago. So I feel right. like you've just tipped the iceberg. You can get some violent war happening between them. Maybe you do a ladder match for, you know, a world title shot or TNT title shot. And so that gives them some gold to fight for. So I feel like Kinks is going to get this because all the reasons you said. <laughs> and it's funny because you've said all that, so now I don't need to say all No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like there's still miles to go. And it's – and I because I think Punk could be Teflon in AW. He could probably eat a million losses and then still get some big win and still be fine. You know, like, yeah. I don't think they're going to – I don't think it's going to kill him yet. You know, so – um, I'm going with Eddie Kingston to pick up the win. I think a lot of people, it's probably 40, you know, it's probably 50-50 on a lot of people for this. So I will say Kingston on this one. And then the other blood kind of blood feud we have brewing is Darby Allen and MJF, Greg. I'll start. I think it's got to be MJF. I think Darby is the guy too, like Punk. Can eat a couple L's. You know, maybe we do Wardlow and MJF versus Sting and Darby down the road. That gives Darby a win there. I don't feel like this is done yet. So I'm going to MJF to pick up the win here. How about yourself? I'm going to go opposite. Okay. So I'm going to. Uh, yep. I'm going to go with Darby. MJF has had the upper hand every step of the way. And, you know, he hasn't lost the match or singles match yet. Um, I'm, just, I'm thinking if. No, he, he did take the loss to Jericho. Okay, so he's say, lost he lost at all match. out. They both lost it all out. So that's why it's like, which guy needs the bigger win or needs a win here at you know the other pay per view? Yeah. So um, MJF is the top guy, the top heel in the company, no matter what happens after this match, uh, in this match, and um, just the fact that Darby hasn't had the upper hand in any. At any point of this uh, storyline is, I think, why he ends up winning this one. He, you know, finds a way and, you know, scoops a roll up or, you know, something like that. But I, I got Darby in this one. And we're probably, I, you know, I think we'll see a lot of wrestling stuff, but you feel like there'll be a little bit of shenanigans mm -hmm. just to kind of, you know, even though they keep saying it's a straight up wrestling match type deal, but. Um, yeah, and like we said, I still feel like there's miles. You still got some tread on these tires to go, as they say. So um, there how is. about and, and it's, oh, it ahead. also Sorry. sets up a, a more long-term story arc when you know if you had to figure who's going to be AEW champion first, is it going to be MJF or is it going to be Darby? You know, Darby has this win in his pocket by the time that uh, MJF is champion. You know, they can always refer back to that, you know, because it happened, you know, a year earlier, two years earlier. 
and um, you know he can be painted as the guy that has MJF's number or something and Darby like has that. the TNT title win. You know right. MJF has the dynamite ring that he got. What I think that's been like two years now, hasn't it? Yep, <laughs> like it's years. been at least because <laughs> I think it was towards the beginning of AW's run. So um, I'll go the opposite side of my little screen here, Greg. How about Pack Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black? Andrade and Idolo. I feel like, Greg, we're getting a – this almost feels like a Raw 2018 match here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hurting back to – I mean, I guess if you really want to get sad about it, probably would be a main event back with their bookie. But anyways, now they get the – you know, all the shine. A weird pairing with Malachi Black and Andrade, Greg, but it's kind of working, I guess. And, you know, you still have FTR with, you know, Andrade getting paid off. You have Pac mm-hmm. and you know Cody Rhodes. I, I mean, I almost feel like Pac just turns on Cody because you know who doesn't turn on Cody anymore. I mean, <laughs> Cody's still cutting the you know I'm never going to turn heel promos. Ah, uh, I'll let you go first because I don't know who I'm picking, <laughs> so you can have at it first, and hopefully you'll talk me into somebody one way or the other, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well. In the words of the NWO, that's one more for the bad guys. Um, I, I got uh, Andrade and Malachi, Malachi getting the win. Okay. Just because Pat and Cody makes no sense. Um, <laughs> you know, one of these things is not like the other. And Pat belongs on the other side of the ring with Malachi and Andrade. Um, do you think he turns in this match? Mm, no, because he's going but, against Andrade, so it's weird, right? And you know, you never know at the what point you know they will all sync up, you know, with Andrade and the history of the Death Triangle already. Um, to put all four of them together would be super cool. I think that would in- instantly become the second, uh, the second best faction on the whole show um, with that talent. And you have a team that go against the elite. So yeah. I would love to see that happen. Plus, you add in um, whatever partnership they have with uh, Malachi Black in the mix. So you have five of the strongest players on the roster. In you know one stable, yeah, I'd be down with that for sure. Um, but is this where Pat turns? No, I don't see it. Maybe a errant uh, super kick or something like that. And uh, but I think uh, Cody's going to end up taking the pin in this one. And that's I'm starting to go that route too. I think you, you know, you didn't necessarily talk me into Greg, but I feel like. Cody eats the L when he need, you know, when he feels he needs to, and he did mm-hmm. just get the win over Malachi. So you wonder if he does eat the L here, and I do think some errant, you know, mess up by Pack that kind of loses the team, and then we get Pack and Cody just as a one off, and you know, then I, Cody just feels really directionless though, doesn't he? Like you know, yeah. you're throwing him in little things and. That's and I know, like we said, he probably needs to go heel, but that's probably what's keeping him from going heel because 
then what? Like, then what do you do with him? Because then you have people almost cheering because he went, you know, it's just a weird dial. It, he's kind of, he should have never done the, the, some of his promos have really turned him, Greg. And I almost wonder if the reality show is going to kill him. Because mm-hmm. I think people see that other side of him and they're probably not liking it. Because I, I think it's shown him more, I don't know. It, it just showed him a different light, I think, than what we in, I hate saying envision because, you know, we always put guys and girls in a spotlight and if they don't show in that spotlight, then we're going to hate them. But, but some of the promos by Cody haven't done him any favors. I, I still think that that patriotic one, like, you know, just, it almost sounded mm-hmm. like he was at a MAGA. <laughs> it sounded like he was yeah. at a MAGA. <laughs> just like, I don't, you know, the stuff with his daughter was fine. You know, he wants to raise her, you know, not seeing any, you know, believing in herself. That's fine. But there was that one where, you know, it was going against Anthony Ogogo, and I'm just like, okay, man, like, you know, we, I think that was maybe lean up to double or nothing when, you know, he came out as the American dream that one night and all that. So uh, I don't, you know, I, I just wonder if some time off TV and really figure out what direction he wants to go would do him, you know, do him the best, you know, let other guys, you know, do the backstage stuff that he needs to, yeah, even if he's doing, I mean, from Tony Khan's word, it sounds like him, the uh, Cody Rhodes, the uh, you know Omega and Matt and Nick aren't doing as much producing backstage. So maybe, maybe it might be good to take some stuff off of Cody's plate and let him figure out. Okay, what character do I really want to present? Uh, just because right now it's just like like you said, throwing stuff at a dartboard. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't. You almost keep going with it till it sticks, and it you know it shouldn't. So, um, yeah. Uh, how about speaking of the young bucks? We got the super click: Adam Cole, Bat Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Which the other night we also kind of threw Bobby Fish a little bit into there, Greg, because I think we see Adam Cole reuniting with Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley next year. I mean, would it surprise us? Double or nothing is um, the era of undisputed. Whatever we're calling them, <laughs> you know, the disputed era, but uh, versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega down the road. I mean, that's just riding on the wall. I mean, it, it feels like you might as well just sharpie that in. So um, against Christian Cage, Jurassic Express, I know we've said as well, Greg, I'm still surprised Christian Cage is, hasn't turned on Jungle Boy yet. I thought yeah. that would be coming, but I guess they feel like you got enough heels. You probably don't need Christian Cage turning this is false count anywhere i think jungle boy greg picks up the win for his team either on matt or nick i think you want to save the adam cole stuff you know maybe for a singles match for um jungle boy to finally overcome adam cole but you know the snare trap on matt or nick you know probably in the middle of the ring even though it is false count anywhere <laughs> which it is funny to have these matches i feel like they never end up taking a ring taking a pin outside the ring it's always you know in the ring so um oh we have a question in the chat that we'll bring up in a second but um so greg christian cage Jurassic express is my official prediction for this match uh it's it's a hard call (laughs) um i guess this is another one that goes either way. This is why I'm loving this card so much, is that all these matchups can go either way. They're 50-50. Um, 
unlike the competition where you know who's going to win as soon as they walk out. Um, you know, there's a great case to be made for both sides. Um, but for the sake of this one, just off of, you know, what I've seen recently, I'm going to go ahead and call it for uh, Jurassic Express. Um, I like how they built up this rivalry. Um, I didn't like that, uh, you know, Adam Cole takes a concerto and wrestles two nights later. Um, but um, that's that's just me. Um, I like they, to that effect, I like they, you know, started ramping up violence a little bit. Um, some hard spots, you know, throwing Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus off the off the ramp, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through tables and, you know, the concerto and, you know, getting more violent uh, in the lead up. So, you know, if they're doing all that already, what are they going to do with a false count anywhere match? So um, I'm excited for it, but uh, we'll chop this one up for the good guys. Uh, and here's our question from Cesar Meja, Mejia. Um, if Wyatt shows up tonight, in what way? So, Greg, I think if you were going to have Bray show up, it would have been in that previous match that we just talked about. And I think you would have him cost Cody the match because Cody seems to be the guy that guys show up against. And, I mean, give mm-hmm. me Malachi Black and Bray Wyatt as a tag team and let them run. <laughs> like, I mean, that's – so if he was going to debut, I feel like that would be where he is. Do you have any – Thoughts, Greg, if he was going to show up, if in what way would you want him to show up? Um, if he's not doing a fiend-like character, um, mm-hmm. I'd love for him to come out at the end of the Danielson and Miro batch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if he's not going to be, you know, Mr. Supernatural, uh, you know, I have, you know, Undertaker-ish powers, you know, if he gets away from that, then I'd love himself. to see him, yeah, um, you know, Bray before the Fiend character, um, you know, cult leader Bray or something along that line where he can use his mic skills, he can use his charisma, and, you know, he's solid in the ring now, um, and, you know, be the next man up for, uh, the maybe the loser of the match because the winner is going to go and challenge for the title, and it would be a great match against either one of them. If he is doing a you know supernatural fiend like character, then this match with uh, Cody, and then like I said, because he's he's the target when you come in. You know he was you know the face of. AEW when it debuted, he's the one that took a sledgehammer to the throne, and you know he's the guy you enter in. um, You know when you make your debut to make your point. So um, I definitely agree with what you're saying there. So if it's supernatural Bray, then in the match with and make Cody your first victim. If it's not, and we go back to pre-Fiend character, then. Uh, Daniel Cena Miro at the end of that match. So thank you, Cesar or Caesar, for that awesome question. Uh, yeah, and I think question. I agree with you. 
if you do the whole prequel to Bray, <laughs> you know, like a prequel type style, then it makes sense to maybe come in and maybe even challenge the winner, Greg. Maybe he just says, yeah. I'm ready, you know. So either way, um, you wonder what they might do. I mean, I think just with him being so, you know, he's really, because it sounds like he's maybe going to be a lead in this feature film. So you wonder if he even has, if he just wants to focus all that and then focus on wrestling down the road. So, well, I guess we'll talk about this match. <laughs> you already know which one I'm leading down, Craig. Uh, it's this <laughs> one, that whole uh, Minneapolis street fight. Only thing that makes me feel good about it, Greg, is Dan Lambert got all the upper hand on Wednesday night with that horrible, I mean, that, I felt bad for Jericho. Like I thought he, I thought Jericho was gonna, like literally going to just slip and just hit the back of his head, you know, because Lambert could not hold him up at all. And um, right. so I'm just saying, inner circle, inner circle, inner circle, inner circle. Just let this be done, Greg, <laughs> and move on. Let you know, men of the year do their thing. But that uh. I, I just felt like I'm like. You know, uh, I was at men of the year where I'm like, they better help Lambert hold up Jericho a little bit more because Jericho's about ready to fall out. Like, I'm like, this is going to be the ugliest looking uh, power bomb or whatever, you know, deadly bomb, whatever you want to call it. Cause I felt so bad for Jericho. Like, I'm like, man, you got to eat that thing. And it did not look good at all. So um, I'm just calling all inner circle. Uh, <laughs> I think you said as well last week, Jericho gets a win over Lambert. I mean, and then, like we said, we're done with this because I guess we have to see what Junior Dos Santo and in, in, um, is it uh, Andrade or it Andre? Is it Andre? Yeah, Andre Alaski. Yep. I think we have to. I guess I kind of want to see what they look like. If they look like they can go, Greg, then maybe it has legs. But if they just look, you know, totally out of place, and maybe they're they just look bad. You know, you just got to give the inner circle the win. I Because I think it's kind of hurt Sammy Guevara. I feel like he's cooled off so much. And, you know, that, that it's almost hurting him. Because you don't have anything with, you know, we don't even remember he has the TNT title. You know, he comes out with it and then that's it. And, I you know, I feel like they don't even mention it. It's just like a side note. And it kind of sucks because, you know, he beat Miro for that. That should have been a big moment for Sammy. And it it kind of is it now. So, yeah, this just needs to be inner circle. I mean, I almost say dominating. <laughs> I know it won't happen, but, you know, definitely Jericho pitting Lambert, shutting him up, and just moving ahead with, you know, what they need to do next. So. Yeah. Um, I'm staying with my uh, prediction also is that some point in the match, that uh, Lambert runs into the Judas effect and we get our one, two, three. Um, I totally agree with you that uh, it's this was just for the whole top team angle and helping put uh, Sky and uh, Ethan Page, you know, onto the next level. Um, so I think that was the whole purpose of doing this, but you know, you don't have future pro wrestlers with Andre Alaska and Junior Dos Santos. Okay. Um, I was listening to uh, Jericho's podcast and the, he was talking about, you know, the, the rehearsal with uh, Dos Santos and 
uh, Arlovsky and he happened to explain like the most basic of terminology in the run through, like, you know, the, the edge of the match is called the apron and, you know, the, the things that uh, even the greenest greenhorn should know uh, in pro wrestling and he doesn't they have to coach him up on everything. So okay. you're not going to see uh, all of a sudden a, a wrestling savant out of uh, Giro Santos or Andre Olavsky. Okay. So I think this is the big blow off. And, you know, you can always have Lambert come back out with Sky and Page and continue do, doing his uh, yes. Jim Cornette impersonation. But uh, inner circle, inner circle, inner circle. I'm with you. <laughs> and do you think Sammy Guevara, like, has this hurt Sammy Guevara too? Am I just going that? Am I going too overboard with that? Um, Sammy's lost some shine because of the whole angle and having him involved as five piece instead of um, giving Sammy that spotlight, especially after he just won the title. So it's defined him down a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but you know, I mean, I guess he, it just depends he is on putting his time to get that back. Yeah, yeah, like if we give him a good feud next, then this is kind of all forgotten. But uh, and Greg, right. here's a side question too. Paige Van Zandt, does she do something in this match? I feel like she's talked about enough. I feel like she'll do, uh, I don't know what she does. Maybe a pump, you know, probably a low blow. I mean, that's pretty, you know, maybe on Hager. Well, it probably mm-hmm. needs to be on Jericho at some point, or maybe she tries to do it, and then Jericho, like, stops her and, you know, kind of, like, flings her away. But but I'm going to assume with the street fight aspect, you could have Paige involved at some point. Do you think you see her do something in this match. Yeah, I, I think she'll kick somebody in the nuts. Yeah. Just because, you know, she get away with it. It's a street. Or she misses anyway. Jericho and hits Lambert or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like it probably feel it probably something like, you know, simple like that. Now is her husband in the, is he Orlovsky? No, her her husband was uh Austin Vanderford, the other Okay. Okay. Uh, not the guy that they didn't. Everybody's like, "Who's that? Who was his name again?" But he, but, uh, he was on one, he was on one week with her, right? Like he was there in the background one week, though, not right. Like, yeah, but then the last couple weeks he hasn't been okay. So I I don't imagine we'll see him. I just I think we'll see Paige because she's been kind of talked about, and you know it sounds like she kind of wants to do the wrestling thing. So maybe this is a good way. You know, maybe she does. I, you know, send them off the top rope just to kind of give her that. I mean, you got plenty of people who will catch her, hopefully. So, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, how about the uh, World Championship Eliminator match, Greg? This feels like all Brian Danielson's to lose. <laughs> but is it going to hurt Miro? And, you know, maybe Lana. I mean, you know, maybe she could show up and help Miro win. But uh, I'm calling for Brian. I just... I don't see any reason not to have him lose this match and, you know, get be the next contender. I mean, it makes more sense if Kenny keeps the title, but I'm fine with Brian Danielson and Hangman Page as well because Hangman win over Brian gives him legitimacy. So, um, you know, because I don't, I think, I feel like Danielson's going to lose his first title match anyway. I don't see him winning it right away because we, let's face it, Brian's better in chase mode. So mm-hmm. I think this is all Brian Danielson, um, you know, Greg. And like I said, maybe Lana shows up because why not? <laughs> I'm, I'm just still <laughs> like, 
Give me Lana, Lana, Miro. I really want to see what they could do together without the shackles. I mean, honestly, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, then we can really see what, what that period would have been like. So um, I'm going to go with, you know, Brian Danielson for the win here. I'm going to go the other way. That's uh, I'm going to call it from Miro. That, uh, mm-hmm. And part of it is that uh, I think this is finally where we're going to see Lana or CJ or whatever her name is going to be. Yeah. Uh, finally reappear and it could be one of those inopportune moments low blow low blow or <laughs> you know her music hits and everybody turns around like who is that and um daniels is not ready for it if he catches a super kick to the face or the machka kick or the whatever they call the kick now and uh takes the yell but and then the um, right and then um Miro versus Hangman in his first defense. Yeah, I, I'd love that. Um, That's another thing, too. Miro versus Omega could be, a, you know, like if Omega keeps the title, which he's shown it. But anyways, you know, you could still do Miro against Omega. And I think you'd be fine there. It gives Miro that next step up as well from where he's at. So, um, yeah. But hey, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, but I, I agree with you. Is that Miro against either of these guys would be amazing. But he's definitely proved he is a, a top-tier guy. He, you know, he's one of the, the top five guys in the whole promotion. And uh, so I want to see him against everybody. Um, he's been so miles and miles and miles better than he ever was in WWE. And this is what shows what a, what a huge difference is when you have you know a little bit of creative control and you know the the got the brass in the back you know their faith in you you get stuff like this those promos are fired those matches are great those um you know everything he does is amazing so and once know, they did Miro no wrong in this, once they did Miro in this capacity like yeah they realized whatever was work you know whatever they tr- i think they I think they let him try to do what he wanted to do first. And they're like, okay, you know, you did your little video game, best man stuff. like, And uh, now it's just give you, you know, what you need to be. And that's what this is. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucha Bros, AEW champions versus FTR, Greg. Uh, how about that match with Pac and uh, Dax the other night? Like that, his, uh, his chest, man, was yeah. bleeding. Like. And he woke up the next morning, he still had a bruise. So uh, he showed that the next day. So, um, yeah, uh, pretty pretty hard-hitting one-on-one match there. And I'm going to say Lucha Bros pick up the win here. I, actually, wait. No, I'm going opposite. Sorry, FTR. I think FTR gets all the gold, Greg. What? And, I know. I want them all the gold. Sorry. I meant to say that because they're living legends. They got that weird 70s music now and – <laughs> you know, you're get, I'm giving them all the gold. I think, you know, it just makes sense. So I'm going to FTR, Greg. But I know you're going Lucha Bros because that's your boat, your bros. Damn right. Um, and I, the only thing that could have made this better is if they made this title versus title. And uh, so Lucha Brothers can win their Triple A titles back. Like every, but, like every uh, title, yeah. Yeah, so they're not doing that, but... There's no way Lucha Brothers lose this, lose this match. So, my guys, shout out to to Lucha Underground. Go to be watch it. 
Do it now. Well, do it now. Now I'm hearing, <laughs> and I think I've read, Greg, that the AAA event is going to have the AAA titles on the line. So that's why I'm wondering if the Lucha Bros will win it back in Mexico. So that's why I'm like, if they lose now, they lose AW titles, they get that back. So who knows? But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that end. Um, how about Britt Baker versus Ty Conti, Greg? This is just the women's championship. I think this is all for Conti to kind of prove herself, but this is all Britt to win. Uh, I I think Jade is the, the one to take it off Britt, but at the same time, I love me some Thunder Rosa. And I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, especially if you maybe ride it out till double or nothing, because that feels like the big, you know, kind of pay-per-view to kind of set things up down the road but um i'm you know this is all Britt baker and like i said this is where but this is a good um you know stepping stone for tay to our tie sorry just kind of see where she's at you know if she puts up a dud then it might be you know hey you uh you got to go back down the line but if she can you know prove herself you know she'll still keep getting these type of matches so um what do you i'm guessing you're going with Britt as well greg Yep, I am. Um, love Ty, and you know she's so much better here in her element, and they putting her over, you know, as a uh, how great she is in martial arts and judo, and um, letting her show that in the ring. Um, she just looks night and day compared to what WWE let her do, and you know I love it for her. Um, I expect a great match, but uh, yeah, DMD wins. And finally, we get it. We're here one-on-one. Uh, the pay-per-view's namesake, Hangman Page, because of the full gear stuff on BTE a couple years ago. And, you know, this is this is where um, – is this where they lost the tag team titles, I believe, Greg, as well? Yep, I think you're right. Because they lost it, and then Hangman lost to Kenny Omega last year. So it makes all the sense in the world, Greg, for Hangman Adam Page to defeat Kenny Omega, stand out on his own at the end, even though part of me, Greg, just because of the background with the Young Bucks, with Omega, with Cody Rhodes, it would have been awesome if, like, you just celebrate him all together. But it makes sense. I think they always knew Hangman was going to be the guy. And I think, you know, you finally got him where you need him to be. And like I said, I feel like this is the first, this will be kind of your, you know, coming out party for AW, like talent, you know, grown talent. I mean, yes, Hangman had a run in Ring of Honor, New Japan, but let's face it, this is kind of where he's really making his name, you know, with the tag team stuff, with the horse, uh, I started to say horse shit, the cowboy shit. <laughs> he's not making it horse shit because that would be, you know, a good thing, not a good thing, but, uh, you know, it always felt like Hangman was going to be the guy that would be the, the man, you know, the man for them. So, cause we knew about Cody, Cody had really built his name before AW in that small window of time after he was let go. Kenny Omega did his stuff in new Japan. The young bucks did new Japan, did ring of honor, did independent scene, but now this is all Hangman's time. And, like I said, that last shot of tonight, Greg, should be Hangman in the middle of the ring. You know, maybe you let his wife come out there with the baby. You know, maybe she's there in the crowd. And let him just have that moment um, to really end 
part of me is like, I'm glad that Kenny got the upper hand on Wednesday night with Don yep. Callis, Greg. How about Don Callis with the beard and mustache under a mask? <laughs> like he peels off, you know, he peels off the beard and mustache like under his mask. And I'm like, wow, that's really, you're really taking this um, disguise serious. So um, this is all Hangman Page for the win. And like you said, I think the last few minutes, you know, maybe you have a couple near falls and then you just let him hit that uh, buckshot for the win and, you know, kick out of the one wing angel and call today and just let him be the last closing shot that you could sell full gear on for the next year. So um, that is my official prediction, Greg. Uh, love me some hangman page. I'm even in, of course, uh, shorting, showing my shirt off right there of him. So <laughs> it's nice. all about hangman tonight. For me and uh tonight it should be a good night for him yep absolutely um i was a little jealous when i saw your uh feed on facebook and picture <laughs> with hangman I, up. Like, I man, take this guy with champions i have Big E. I have hangman <laughs> you're you're the good luck charm yeah roman drew with three mb technically but you know that was drew that was that was Drew, not as where he is today, but uh, I, I joke. I like I want to be Drew now because it, it'd be interesting to see. I bet it's night and day to where he was then and now. So, um, yep. yeah, um, yeah. I, I said it's gonna be one of the best matches of the night. You know, a good 30, 35 minute classic. I expect because um, this this match you need that time to you know let it breathe, let him you know put on a five, six star match, which I a hundred percent believe they can do. Um, and this is a day one storyline pretty much. Um, Hangman was in the first title match to, you know, determine who's going to be champion with Jericho. You know, he took that loss and we've had a two year ride with him, you know, through the Titan championships with Kenny through the joining and dissolution of um, his association with the elite. And then, you know, the ups and downs, the whole roller coaster. And now it's come to tonight with um, heads up to Kenny. You know, that last promo, <laughs> Kenny kind of talking down to, uh, there it is. Look at those guys. There Two champs right it's there. Like we're, it's just like we're two. <laughs> Friend, just hanging out at the bar, even though I don't drink. But uh, right. yeah, so. <laughs> so there's your closing guys. shot of of, of uh, full gear tonight, Greg. I didn't tell you, you I'm actually hiding under the ring the whole night. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, this, this kind of beer bottle, they going to smash me over the head so I can get the thing. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is going to be. The, the one that uh, he definitely blows the roof off the place. Uh, like I say he's going to be the first man to kick out of the one winged angel. And, you know, Kenny Shock is not going to, uh, he's not going to recover from it. Uh, then, you know, we get a buck shot, get a pin, new champ. And then, you know, maybe the locker room empties, you know, the wife comes out of the crowd, the baby. And, you know, we have, you know, a Kofi mania moment or, uh, you know, something along those lines. And 
you know, going off on the highest note. So, or like Luger beating um, what was it, Hogan? When remember when everybody came out to help Luger celebrate? I think it was, wasn't it? Right back right. in the day, yeah, that type are. I mean, even the locker room emptied out for Sammy Guevara. So you're thinking like, you know, um, you wonder, you know, and like I said, it kind of, it would be a little bittersweet if the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and, you know, it'd almost be like the curtain call. <laughs> like you don't want to do it, but you you bet back, you know backstage, Greg, um, that there'll be a nice, and I almost wonder if they'll feature it on BTE, um, that there might be some backstage like, just all you know um little you know hug together because this mm-hmm. feels like it really would be the good corner you know even to say this is not that aw is not on the map Craig, but it almost feels like it feels like there's a little more um uh, momentum that you know in all out like which is crazy to think because think of that you know think how that buzz was for all out and it feels like tonight is just about there you know and if you close it out with hangman winning i feel like you know you can kind of surpass that in a way which is hard to say (laughs) but um just with Mm -hmm. everything that happened at the end of all out so i'm really looking forward tonight i've already got it ordered on uh old school greg pay-per-view can you believe that i (laughs) does this bleacher report live app is crap and i cannot find it to order i tried the fight tv which is only available for uk people to order through so I was like, okay, well, my family has U-verse. I'll just order it through their TV. <laughs> they got pay-per-view right. stuff. So um, are you going to be watching it live, Greg, or are you going to try to catch it? Yeah, and I'm taking a cheaper route than you are because I'm going seeing to that uh, I'm going to AMC. Oh, and, uh, and I almost thought about that. I think that would be awesome to see it in a, in a theater, though. Like with the sound, I, yeah, it, it, that would be a, a first for me seeing a, a pay per view in a movie theater. And, and what um, twenty five? Is it twenty five bucks? Yep, twenty five bucks. Yeah, so that, and, I mean, it's really not that much. You know, it's not that much. I mean, it's cheaper, and you know, you think like you'll get to see that live sound quality and the lot. I mean, yeah. I've really debated like WrestleMania. I think that'd be kind of fun to watch WrestleMania or you know one of the big pay per views at a movie theater. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's in a small theater, but it's going to be a full theater. Uh, I was looking at the seats, and um, it's it's already two-thirds full. And um, so I think it would be a lot of fun to watch. You know, this is one of those cards where if you're going to do it, you know, this would be worthy of, you know, 25 bucks and, you know, kind of like Fight for the Fallen. If it was being held in Charlotte tonight, I would be going instead of watching it on TV. So. Uh, that's kind of my mindset of it right now. Or I was even wondering, like, you know, people have done the rent out the movie theater thing. It's too bad you couldn't do that for these and yeah. just invite, you know, 20 people and charge them, you know, what, 10 bucks to help kind of offset the, you know, and you right. still get all the concession stand stuff you want. And, or, well, not all of it, but you, you know, people could buy their own concession stand. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be all. I, I saw this playing here literally at the movie theater across the street from me. And I'm like, I almost debated that. And, um, you know, but then again, you like the comfort of my home is nice too. So it's like, it's that double edged sword. Like, <laughs> but I think it'd be awesome. You know, hearing the, uh, hear Judas, <laughs> it might be even louder yeah, right. in the movie theater, Greg, than live. I don't know. But, uh, 
Um, yeah, so that would be awesome for you to see that in. Um, yeah, you have to let me know how that goes. Like seeing it in a, seeing it with you know almost like, probably like watching it live in person. You know, yeah. at the like you feel like people are going to react like that. So um, I know back I brought up B Dubs because back in the day they used to show all the the WWE pay per views and I, uh, Hooters used to too. I think Hooters still does the UFC shows, but uh, they don't yeah, do they the. Do. Uh, WWE pay-per-view so all right well we got a a, a great weekend planned uh and i think it's gonna be a really good night so uh chargers who they got greg uh vikings coming up you had and, your buy uh, last week right right okay and uh nope uh but the buy was oh. two weeks ago two weeks this sorry, past sorry. Okay. week uh they just beat the eagles Okay. And uh, yeah, now we're getting to a, a nice soft portion of the schedule. They should be able to stack wins uh, heading into conference play. Where are um, they at in the conference? Are they f- towards the top? Top of the conference. Yep. Oh, they, because the they're. Jacks. Yep. Every team in the AFC West has five wins, but okay. the uh, Chargers are at the top because they're undefeated in, in division. So. Okay. Um, I expect that to stay the case. Um, we got the Raiders and the Chiefs going against each other, so there's going to be another L in division. Unless they tie. Tie for 10 minutes. Yeah. We haven't had a tie in a little bit, but yeah. So now my Colts got the Jags. They got to beat the Jags okay. tomorrow. Or got to beat the they Jags. beat Buffalo yeah. last week. I know. That's what's scary. Nine to six. It was nine to six, right? Like a. A nice high yeah. scoring game for you. Um, but yeah, the Colts, uh, they got it because then we got the Bills next week in Buffalo. So um, yeah. And then NBA talk, real quick, Greg. I just brought it, I brought it up on Twitter. The Warriors are 11 and 1. <laughs> like I had no clue that the Warriors yeah. were 11 and 1. Did you know that? I did know that. Steph Curry okay. is. I pay on attention to the Patriots. Yeah, like I didn't even he, know they were. I was like, "Wow!" So yeah, he's uh, been throwing up forty burgers like it's oh, like okay. it's nothing. And like his life depends he on just, it. <laughs> yep, he just uh, took down Ray Allen's uh, record for most three pointers made in a career. Okay, so yeah. the guy is nuclear hot right now, and okay. he's of course the driving force. But uh, right behind this. Right after the Suns, the Warriors are my favorite team to watch. That's yeah. right, Suns. Yeah, because your Suns are second. I did see that. Are they yeah. nine and three or eight? Yeah, I believe so. Nine, okay. nine and three, and, and they're trying to keep pace. But um, yeah, they're doing great right now. So I mean, yeah, the Suns. it's funny that the Warriors had those two down years. So that's why I was like, oh, they're kind of they're back. <laughs> I know, and then Clay Thompson is coming back around Christmas time, and uh, James Washington is coming is coming back. So the Warriors are only going to get stronger, which is scary, oh. super scary. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> so you're, you're saying Suns your son threw a last year. Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh man, <laughs> no, we, we we might have so ran into the juggernaut, the Bucks, though. I kind of feel like the True. Bucks for that was a one-off for them. I don't see them back. I don't know why. Like, well, they're even they're in eleventh in the conference. 
because I know they're ahead of the Pacers and we're five and seven. I think they're six and seven. So, yeah, the Bulls are showing out. Really, you know, Sixers are still showing strong. Um, yeah, that Bulls team, I knew the Bulls team would be good. I mean, you looked at some of the things, you know, even though now I guess the tampering charges might be coming out pretty soon. They could be charged quite a bit of money, and then you wonder if they'll take draft picks away because it sounds like there was some serious tampering happening there, and, uh, you know, they don't like that. So, you know, you always see the guys after the games, Greg, when they do this, and you know they uh-huh. have to be. Like they said, right, recruiting each other said a couple times, like, oh, I'm going to come play with you guys. So, yeah. Yep. Don't even <laughs> don't even get us started on Oladipo <laughs> here in Indy. Ugh. Anyway, so. All right. Well, I got to get head off and um, I'm going to head for a belated birthday uh, party at Dave and Buster's. Got a friend wants to meet there. So that's going to be fun. Nice. Greg. I don't know if you've done Dave and Buster's, but it's always a good time there. Um, you kidding me? I love D&B's. Gave him food. Like, what else could you ask for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll end the broadcast here and uh, talk to you guys next week. Back at it after a full week of you know uh, full gear tonight, and then head into Survivor Series. We got to predict that next week, so we can, we'll keep the predictions going. And then we got War Games a week after, ish, or a couple weeks after. So we got a uh, plenty of wrestling talk for you. So have a good day, and talk to you guys later. Shout out to Dan and Brittany.